Welcome to episode 44 of the Rockin' Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Wilk, and today I'm joined by... Kip Winger, and I'm from the band Winger. Not uh, any fault of my own. I wanted to call it Sahara, but that name was taken, so at the last minute we called it Winger. Uh, so how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be talking to you. I've actually wanted to interview you for quite a long time, so I'm happy we can make this happen now. Oh, good, good. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so you cut your teeth in the music scene playing with the shock rock legend, Alice Cooper. Um, so how did that prepare you for everything that was to come in your career? Oh, in every way. I mean, watching Alice performing, doing interviews, uh, how to do the, the tour schedule, what components it takes to tour, crew guys, merchandise, everything. I mean, it was just a master class in, uh, you know, how the business works. Yeah, for sure. What were you doing before that that kind of led you into that? Well, I mean, I grew up in a band with my two brothers. I've been on stage since I was eight years old, so I, I, I was well seasoned by then. I, By the time I got into Alice, I was 22. I'd already been playing on stage since I was eight, so, you know, uh, 14 years of playing clubs and high schools and uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I moved to New York right before that, and I was waiting tables right before Alice and uh, living in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I, uh, you know, got a lucky break from a producer by the name of Bo Hill who hired me for some songs on Alice. And then Kane Roberts was in Alice and suggested I mention to Alice if they go on tour, I'd like to go with them. And they took me on tour. So there you what? go. It was a it was a preparation met with opportunity. I mean, I was very prepared, yeah. prepared for the gig. Uh, it wasn't coming out of nowhere, and I was a huge Alice Cooper fan. So, um, you know, I just felt like, wow, I could have gotten a gig with a lot of people that I wouldn't have been that into. I was really into into Alice's stuff. Yeah, that's one of those situations where you kind of just have to shoot your shot and hope for the best. I mean, the worst they can say is no, I guess. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think something, uh, you know, in the 80s, Winger was often the butt of the joke when it came to the rock scene, I feel like. So um, because of that, have you felt like you kind of have something to prove, like either then or now? No, man. I, I When I got nominated for a Grammy in contemporary classical composition, that, that about set the record straight. <laughs> Um, I don't know anybody that's done that. Uh, yeah. And so, um, it's an interesting question on, on, on the third album poll, I didn't feel like I had anything to prove, but I felt like, you know, it was definitely a do or die situation, but we knew it was over. I mean, we knew that no matter if I'd put out Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, I mean, it, we everyone just wanted to hate Winger at that time, you know. So yeah. <laughs> there was there was there was nothing to be able to prove, you know. Um, and certainly, I have nothing to prove now. Um, and so I don't think in those terms, like, hey, I'm going to prove to everybody. Yeah. You know, anybody. The thing, the the ironic thing is that, you know. People like Steve Vai or Alan Parsons or Alice Cooper, they'll tell you what the real deal is about me and, and, and what I do and stuff. It's always like, you know, 
kind of like just people that don't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm sure, you know, we're not, we're not a favorite of, of some, but what are you going to do? I mean, that no, not, there's no way to get everybody to like you impossible. You know? You're right. I think, I think a lot of the people who um, hate on your band are not uh, music oriented people. Like, uh people who know music and like music theory and you know songwriting and stuff you can tell you can tell when something is good like in that sense you know what i mean yeah yeah and so for all the people like that are in that ecosystem there's never a problem uh wondering you know about w whether whether we're good or not you know so in that way, like I say, nothing ever having to prove, you know. Certainly with the laundry list of people of, like, legendary names you've worked with, like, that's proof enough. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's laughable, actually, but it's also it's also been somewhat of the bane of my existence because, you know, even on our new video, you'll see comments going, you know, Beavis and Butthead said it, but, you know, like, it's just, they, they just don't. Always going to be there. It's just weird. It's a weird legacy to have, honestly. It's yeah, just, that's true. It's a strange um, thing to be associated with. Uh, very ironic, especially since I really have done nothing but study music my whole life. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you guys will be releasing your new album called Seven in May. Um, and... I really enjoyed like the making of album uh, videos you guys have done. So is there going to be something uh, like that for this album? No. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. sad. I yeah. love those videos. They're so funny. They're, they're very funny. The best one was winger four. We really nailed yeah. that. On winger four. That was just so the guy who edited it was a genius. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't get a lot of footage this time. I find it increasingly annoying that you have to film yourself nonstop for social media. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot. Such, it's such a soul sucking, awful. <laughs> you know, the whole world has turned into look at me, 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 look at me. How much likes do I have? And, you know, it's just like. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, so many times I'm like, I just want to push delete and like I'm just not into it. I mean, I do it and I don't mind. I, I like doing live chats. I like doing interviews when I'm talking to real people and stuff. But when it's like, well, what are you going to post today? What are you going to post today? What are you going to post today? It's just like it's so time consuming. And then you just don't you don't have a life. It's like and for what? You know, yeah. For what? It's it's like, well, it's career do or die. OK, well, I know it's the way the industry is. It's awful <laughs> it is and everybody thinks it's awful except for the complete and total narcissists that love <laughs> adoration mm -hmm. and the attention yeah and the influencers that are making shit loads of money and all that stuff but yep this is true <laughs> i'm uh in my you know for anybody that knows me i mean i really don't dig that whole thing i mean i don't I don't begrudge anybody that wants to sit on Instagram all day. I'm quite the Instagram junkie myself, but I'm trying to wean myself, pull the needle out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I think I think people definitely appreciate your lives, though. I, I enjoy doing the live stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, the, the 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 Kip Winger that's out there in the perception of of of, of the rock world is is it, I don't have anything to do with that guy. I mean, <laughs> it just happens to be my name. You know, people yeah. turned people turn me into something that I'm not. You know, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so, uh, earlier this month, you guys released your first single from the, uh, upcoming album, uh, called Proud Desperado. Uh, and that song was co-written by Desmond Child. Is that correct? It was. Um, so how did that connection happen? Was that from your time working with Alice or? I met Desmond when I sang on Trash, Alice Cooper Trash, and, and we kind of ran into each other. We never knew each other well. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I ran into him at a, at a rock and roll fantasy camp master class that he was giving on songwriting on Zoom, and I I heard about it, and I called David Fishoff, the guy that runs rock and roll fantasy camp, and I asked him if I could just kind of be a fly on the wall and and hop on Zoom, and they they pointed out that I was on there, and Desmond was, hey, you live in Nashville, why don't I have your number? You know, we'd known each other and stuff, but and then. Um, I, we, Reb and I wrote Proud Desperado and we had all the music, all the melodies, everything. It was singing, na, 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 you know, and I had a few words and stuff, but I couldn't figure out what the song was about. It was driving me nuts. So I just called Desmond and, you know, asked him if he'd write, I mean, you know, Desmond works with the biggest artists in the world. So I was, it was, right. I, didn't, I didn't know if he would work with, with us, but he was super great to work with. We did, him and I got on a couple of Zooms and knocked out the words in like, I don't know, three separate Zoom sessions. And man, I mean, he, there's no, there's no question why he's Desmond Child. I mean, he's really, really, really good. You know, yeah. astounding, like freak of nature good, you know, really. He was able to just nail what the song was and just bang, you know. I have to struggle with lyrics. It takes me a long time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a literal phone a friend, I guess. <laughs> it was. That was a literal phone a friend. I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> phone a friend. Mm -hmm. Um. So your music career has also involved uh, several classical projects. Um, and I think like this album, the complexity of the vocal melodies, the rhythms, the keyboard parts, like it all it all comes together to make this like really cool product that is pretty different, I think, than a lot of uh, rock bands now. So I was wondering if like your classical knowledge kind of contributed to that at all. You're talking about the new album. Yeah. Well, oh, that's very nice of you. That's a great uh, summary. Um, I'm glad you like it. And I'm glad you noticed that it's an educated ear you've got. Um, Thank exactly what you said um and yeah i was saying that earlier i uh i think the reason i'm able to keep things sounding fresh is because i pull a lot of tricks that i've learned in orchestral writing and arranging mm -hmm. into the band and um you know literally orchestral sections that i transpose on that i you know, superimpose on the band, like the, like the center section of, um, Tears of Blood with the, with the, uh, 
poetic thing that's going on in there and the 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 middle eight of uh, it all comes back around um those are very short of things i would put in an orchestral piece you know right um, and you know just taking different things i've learned from orchestral music and and sprinkling it in into this album it's it's definitely exactly what you said i mean if you don't hear it a lot and i appreciate you noticing that because like it's funny because when i watch i'm kind of watching the comments on youtube which i've never watched i never ever read comments before this video i just anything online i don't pay attention to it because it's maybe i have ptsd from the 90s or something but you know there's there's still there's still some of those people on there and they just so totally don't get where i'm coming from you know it's it's laughable like well you know, you'll see comments like, these are such amateurish vocals. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't see that at all. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I'm not the greatest singer in the world. But it's, anyway, I see a lot of that stuff. The, the people that don't understand what went into it, you know. But, you know, like you said, the musician types, they 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 get it. And, and by the way, I'm not trying to please everybody. And not my shit's not for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I also feel like um, the more recent uh, winger albums, I'd say like, I don't know, from like, uh, I guess pull on really, um, are a lot more like darker and edgier. And I think I think it's a really cool to look at like the entire discography and how things have evolved over time. Well, that's nice of you to notice that. Um, it's nice to talk to somebody that actually knows our shit as well as you do. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I'm, um, I'm a hardcore fan, I would say, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, so it's interesting. I want to remix the first album because the first album, I mean, if I remix the first album and maybe even the second, although the second had some much more keyboard-oriented progressive stuff, but the first album might sound a lot closer to pull if I mixed it. When I, when I, did, when I did the third album, I really learned how to... Um, make an album with mike shipley um and and my the bo hill the, the producer on the first two albums was a great mentor of mine but i kind of like learned everything he, he had to, to teach by the right by before the first album if you listen to the demo anthology there's really not that much different from the demos to the album but um and it had more of like that trendy 80s thing that everybody yeah, was doing definitely but if i remix the first album which i fully intend to do it's going to surprise people because it's much heavier you know and it's it, and when we, when we got to pull i was like okay i can finally make the band sound like i want want it to mm -hmm. and i didn't actually know how to do that mike shipley taught me how to do that and and uh, the other the other thing that happened on pull is I actually learned how to become a lead singer on pull. Yeah, that was really where I was like, okay, I understand what lead singing is about. Before that, it was all like, well, I was in a band with my two brothers. I'm not really a I'm not really a lead singer, and uh, you know, what do I do? And 
steal a little bit from him and steal a little bit from him. And finally on pull, I, I kind of got it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because funny was because it was like, it's, it was over by pull. It was like, so. right. Right. Well, most bands don't even, most bands from the eighties didn't even make it past their first album. So I think I'd say you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we survived in an interesting way. And I think that's largely based on the musicianship and the quality of the songs. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not saying my songs are better than anybody else's. I'm just saying that there's a certain level there that does hold up. Um, for sure. Um, so I noticed you uh, play guitar with long nails. Do you also play bass with long nails? And if so, why? Because I could not imagine doing that. Well, it's only this is the string hand and they're short. This hand I picked with because I studied classical guitar. So I only do it on my classical guitar. And if I happen to do a gig on bass, it's only because I haven't I haven't pulled them off yet. And it's quite painful to pull off acrylic nails. But um, I study classical guitar and it's all about the picking. And so when I play my 12 string, that's kind of how I get that unique sound going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm. No, I mean, that's it just for my solo shows. Mm hmm. Um, so I also like to throw in some fun questions at the end, because I know how boring hours and hours of press can get. Um, so <laughs> I don't mind what, what do you think is the biggest misconception about you or artists in general? Me or artists in general? Oh, my God. Well, I think people glamorize being an artist, but it's actually torture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like full on living torture. Um, it, for some, it's more painful than others. I know for me, it's like full on torture. Mm -hmm. um, and I that would probably go hand in hand with what people. What was the question? Don't know about me or uh, the misconceptions? Yeah, misconceptions. Well, the whole the whole identity of Kip Winger is a misconception. <laughs> Everything about it is a misconception, except for those in the know, like yourself, like, uh, and even you wouldn't like what's out there for me. Like I've done seven, seven's coming out, but I'm already like two projects beyond seven already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Well, I think the, uh, probably another misconception is that people think Kip Winger is probably like this egomaniac who believes it's still 1985 and he's a rock star. I mean, I never even, I, I never even, uh, I never settled into feeling confident about any of that. It was always like, how can I make my music better? That's it. I didn't. I was good. At, I'm good on stage because I, I learned and I did a lot of theater and ballet and working with my brothers. And I've been on stage since I was very young. It's all very natural to me. That's fine. But um, I'm I would be I'm kind of more like a cut your teeth in New York type theater guy than. Uh, yeah. Than like a Sunset Strip 80s rocker guy. I mean, that doesn't that, that, that is doesn't have anything to do with who I am. Yeah, for sure. So there's this video on Instagram of uh, you and Rev in a car, and he's very clearly afraid of your driving. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah, that was. A Why great is thing. he so scared of your driving? 
Because I ride fast and free, man. I mean, I just I, I rarely use my turn signals, and I'm just like, I was raised in Colorado, man. I'm like a I'm like a you know a, a vintage cowboy. I mean, I don't I don't pay attention to the rules much. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> safe, but you know, not safe -ish. <laughs> Reb Reb is Reb jumps at his own shadow, though. I mean, you know, that was a funny post. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so I have a little segment called Turn It Up or Turn It Off, where I name a band and you say if it comes on the radio, if you turn it up or turn it off. Okay. Uh, Pink Floyd. Do I have to say one or the other? You can say one and elaborate or just give whatever you want to say about it. I, I would turn it up to listen to the production. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Lizzo. Who? Lizzo. Do you not know her? She's like a big musician now. Don't know anything about her. So, I mean, I, I might turn it up to listen to see what it's all. If it's good, I might turn it up. I don't all know. Right. Never, never even heard of her. Wow. Okay. Um, Motley Crue. Depends on the song. I'd turn it up. Uh, I, I always turn up Motley Crue because I... I um some of their songs I love and some of them are recorded so poorly that I'm listening yeah. to them. How could they have done that? You know, the early <laughs> stuff. So Yeah, I love their first album just for that. It's so poorly recorded. It is. And uh but you know, I mean kickstart my heart. All that all that later stuff is just bad to the bone, man. Mm hmm For sure. Uh this is a curveball, Nat King Cole. I would turn that up just to listen to the vocal. There you go. Uh, and Ingve Malmsteen. I would turn that up because I'm fascinated by by his technique. I was just talking to somebody about him who was asking me who my favorite shredder was, and, and it's not him. But I do think Ingve gets a bad rap. I think he was one of the very early guys that did what he does and did it well and although his personality has there's a lot of controversy surrounding his personality yeah i think that ultimately he's a good musician and deserves props for being like one of the original guys that could really do what he does for sure um so one last thing you guys are going to be playing in connecticut at this on my 17th birthday Wait a minute. Are you 16? You're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How do you know our music? Like, how old were you got into our music? Oh, I've been Winger my whole life. My parents are like, listen to like all the stuff from the 80s. So yeah, I've, I've heard Winger my whole life, but mm. I've been like doing interviews and stuff since I was like 12. So. <laughs> cool. Well, you do well. Thank you very much. That's amazing. Well, I hope I see you there. We can, uh, we can sing happy birthday to you. Oh yeah. That'd be so cool. Um, so you want to let people know where they can get the album? Yeah, I mean, wingertheband.com, click the link. It'll take you right to Linktree, and you'll see all the places that you can pre-order the album. And uh, please watch the video. We, we, you know, we're, we're, we're shooting for a lot of views and, and uh, you know, stream it and do all the stuff. We got new merch on the, on the web page, too. It's the 35th anniversary of the first album, and it's the 30th anniversary of... Um, pull and uh 
so we have a lot to celebrate this year and um we're very excited about this album because it really like i think you summarize it very well it, it's it you know it's got all original members everyone played on every single song um so every single song you're getting all five guys original guys and uh you know i tried to keep the bar as high as possible well, there you go um well thank you very much for your time is there anything else you want to include no i appreciate that thank you very much where, where does this come out uh, it'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, all the podcast places, um, and also on my website. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Rocking Interviews podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.